everybody welcome back to live from the hammock um purple friday just like well it's the regular season is officially over now so um i mean i we i want to do i want to do a show later about like our state of the ravens but now that the regular season's over we're entering the wild card round um we'll kind of go over this game real quick obviously anthony brown started the game um Two what? Two turnovers, back to back drives. Is that what it was? I think back to back interceptions, back to back interceptions, and then I think what like a couple drives later, or was it the it, that fumble? It was so it was a punt. Then they hit a field goal, and then we threw a pick. They scored a touchdown off of that. Uh, then we threw an interception right after that, and then they scored a touchdown. Um, and then of course it was a fumble touchdown. <laughs> Uh, right before the half, right before halftime, um, in the end zone. So I mean, uh, that was the game right there. You know, the Ravens were up twenty-four to seven and a half, and that's pretty much where the Ravens, I think, ended up scoring a take, t- scored a touchdown. Um, was it us that scored it? No, we scored a touchdown. That's the ten-play yeah. drive that we had. Okay, and that was a throw to um, the Rama Kenyon Drake ran up the middle. Yeah, okay. Um from from what we saw in the game, right? I think we we all in the group chat were like we didn't know who was playing, who was not playing, and then we saw the list. JK was out, Marcus Peters was out. Um they, I think Campbell played, but Zeitler was out. Um a few other guys were out. We knew Lamar was out. But based on the guy Mark Andrews was out, based on the guys they had out, we were like, Yeah, they're not they weren't we're not really concerned about winning the football game. Um they were just trying to stay healthy. I think the, I think the Ravens didn't want to go through more drama of having to win the game and then potentially having to coin flip for home field advantage. Um, I'll get to the home field thing a little bit later, but uh, I think they just they were like, you know what, let's just go, let's just go through this game. Let's get out of here, whether we win or lose. Now, I wanted to get your take. I know you saw the antics by the, the Bengals when they scored touchdowns. Yeah. Um, they made it made it seem like the Ravens themselves were the ones that were you know causing all these issues. When the NFL was the one that decided they were going to do this coin toss thing, and I mean, even after the game, Jamar Chase complains about oh they got dirty play. I'm not going to say who, but you know some guys I respect, but some guys I don't. And they were cheap shotting us and stuff. And I'm like. I mean, even some of the analysts, you know, national media were like, I didn't see anything. After, they didn't do anything after the whistle. Like, right. I think he was talking about, you know, that Roquan, when Roquan came over, I think it was Chase, Chase, Chuck, how you say, Chase, Worley? I, I don't know his first name. I don't think. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl Worley. Daryl Worley? Okay. Daryl Worley. Yeah. Uh, also, who was in the game because Brandon Stevens, we found out, apparently had some illness that morning that he had to go to the hospital for apparently um so daryl worley look i mean he gave up one play that one touchdown i think uh to jamar chase after that first interception but he played well the rest of the game considering he had no practice time at all uh during during the week and was asked to start you know right when brandon stevens goes down so he he, he played a pretty good game but uh roquan comes over to congratulate daryl worley kind of bumps jamar chase and I guess that's the play that Jamar Chase is like, oh, that was, you know, I don't I didn't like that. And I'm like, this is football, man. 
week 18. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Like, I don't know how y'all do things at LSU. <laughs> um, but this was AAC North football. Like, I'm pretty sure Heinz Ward and Ray Lewis and um, Ryan Clark and all those guys are probably like, that's a little love tap, man. That ain't nothing. <laughs> anyway, that was nothing. You know, you don't get phased by that kind of stuff. Not at all. It's a part of it. What did you get your take on, at first, the Bengals from this game? What, what do you think they, they, they're trying to take from this win going into this wild card weekend? Uh, it sounds like, you know, that meme that uh, you sent us, you know, the Cincinnati Cairns. Yeah. Um, they just want to complain. It, it just sounds like they're... You know, it reminds me of the old uh, the old 90s NBA where players were complaining to media to leverage favor with the refs. Um, but it just sounds really soft. Like, this is AFC North football, man. If you can't handle a little toughness, then what are we really doing here? Right. Um, and, and, and it sounds like they're trying to get in the Ravens' heads, um, get them amped up. You know, they're talking about, you know, they're going to... Like, they're about to have some revenge in this game. And now they got uh, Roquan and Patrick Queen all hyped up, wanting to smoke. It it honestly seems like they're just trying to play a mental game right now, uh, which I'm not for, man. Play football. You know, these division games, it's always physical. It's always uh, over-the-top, aggressive, assertive. There's always trash talk. There's always cheapness. So just play ball. Play ball. No need to complain to the media and all this little soft stuff. Play ball. That's that's how I feel at the end of the day. I mean, nothing else to do. I mean, you're coming in here as a division winner. Uh, well, we're coming there. You're the division winner. We're the underdogs, of course. But it seems like, you know, you're playing these mental games. But if you truly think you're the big dogs of the AFC North, then why play these games? You know, um, it seems like you still feel threatened because you beat a team that rested a lot of their starters playing with the undrafted rookie quarterback by 11 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys shut down the whole second half. So, I don't know. Going into this game, it just, I hope the Ravens don't play in. You know, obviously, I'm all for sending that message. You know, I said in the group chat, I hope they, they send Jamar Chase a message like Ed Reed sent T.O. a message years ago. But I hope, you know, for the majority of the game, we don't feed into the BS, the trash talk, the mental games. We just play ball and play the best yeah, it just it it really does give off that you know little brother kind of attitude that Bengals have, right? You've won a division now two years in a row. Um, you know the image of Joe Burrow smoking a cigar after winning, but they have new AC North division champs. I'm like, is this this how y'all celebrate winning division championships? Is this a super- y'all winning the Super Bowl last year? But it makes it seem like y'all felt like y'all got lucky last year in the way that we, because y'all got there. So I'm like. This team can be beat. I think we saw in that game, if it wasn't for the turnovers, the Ravens probably would have, I don't know if they would have won, but that game would have been a lot closer. They won for those yeah. turnovers. I mean, the second half, the Bengals had three points. And the reason they didn't pull any of their starters until like very end of the game because it was still a close game. If the Ravens offense was just somewhat efficient, right? If they were just somewhat able to just score points, they probably could have won the game. If you, you take away, like maybe take away two of those turnovers. Right, yeah. the two of them that turn into touchdowns. Like if you take those, take those away, the Ravens are probably still in this game. You know, this is a, this is a winnable game for them. But as always, uh, you know, the, it's Anthony Brown and the jitters, especially the first half. He did look better in the second half, 
Um, second half was 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 mired by drops, though. I mean, we saw drops by Demarcus Robinson. Um, I mean, it, it's it. Demarcus Robinson literally had that one good game. That one good game against what Tampa Bay, I think it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he had that one good game, and that was it. He's been trash ever since. He's been trash. Um, nobody, James Prochet can't catch the football. Nobody's can get open. Uh, the only guy that played well, I think. I mean, we saw Likely again. We saw Likely do his thing again. I think that's going forward. I mean, not necessarily in the playoffs, but just in the future. That that's going to be Likely had another. He had 100 yards in that game. I think he had 100 yards in the last game too. Um, yeah. That's gonna him and him and uh, him and uh, him and Andrews. I mean, even Kolar. This was what his first game really, really playing in the offense. I think he played last week, but only had like a special teams play. But uh, he caught four balls for 50, almost fifty yards. He had forty nine yards receiving. So I'm like, you you got weapons there. And it reminds me of like the the Ed Dixon, Dennis Pitta kind of days, you know, but Mark Andrews and Ed Dixon. So I think that I like I like seeing Isaiah Likely. I mean, if you're gonna use your wide receivers aren't being productive right now. I think they gotta, the Ravens gotta find ways. And I, I can't believe I'm we're saying this in the wild card weekend, but they they gotta find ways to get other people involved in the passing game if wide receivers aren't catching the football. You know, like yeah. I, it baffles me that the running backs don't seem to be involved at all in the passing game. Like I don't know if I've ever ever seen a swing pass. Uh, we've seen some screens, but nothing like. A check down or anything else like that. I don't think we've any designed run like running back pass plays. You yeah, know, to Gus years. Edwards, it, right? I'm like, we've seen it before back in 2019 when they were when they were dominant. Gus Edwards, and when when they finally got J.K. involved, uh, well, that was in 2020. But when they got when they had Gus Edwards there, they would they would throw to Gus Edwards over the middle. He would be five yards up the field and could get another 10, 15 yards, easy. Yeah, I don't understand. And, and you got Kenyon Drake and. I know look, Keon Drake isn't a he's not a good all he's not a good like uh primary running back, but what he does do well is cast a ball in space. That's what he did well when he was in Miami. Like he's he's really good. Not necessarily running between the tackles, but he's really good if you let him run around the middle or whatever, that he can just you can throw the ball to him, he can get you 10 yards. They gotta find a way to get somebody other people involved besides the tight ends, because that just seems to be the only downfield plays they have. Getting the running backs, these running backs involved. Because if you, I mean, we're looking at all of these games, right? I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the all 22s. They've had plays where the running back has been there in the flat or been there, you know, sitting there in, in, the, in the zone, under the zone, and they're like wide open, right? Like no one's there. They're not, the defense is not accounting for them at all because when they're looking at film, they're like the, the quarterback is either not, that's not his, his first read, or they're just not throwing them the football. Yeah, that's the fact of it. You know, and and it, it's sad that we don't have an offensive identity going into the wild game. <laughs> we still don't, right? Um, you know, because and and I think that's evident because, you know, I didn't realize this until I watched the All Twenty Two and went back through the stats preparing for the pod. And Andy Brown threw the ball forty four times. Yeah, yeah. Third rookie, and you know, a lot of that. Um, you know, may have been like early panic because we went down early. I think we're what down by like 17 early um, or 14. Um, but man, like that, that's a little panicky, especially when our identity should be the run game. Um, but the throw the ball was in a lot of that in the first half. And it was crazy because, you know, you were talking about the wide receivers. Um, 
I think it wasn't until the third quarter where a wide receiver had. Yep, Robinson. I remember that play. <laughs> they threw. They had nine targets, and that was the first time on a tenth yeah, pass. Yeah. Receptions. Crazy. And that that that's insane. And then and then we finally have a wide receiver make a big play. Well, the first one, Sammy Watkins. Um, man, I, when I saw the All Twenty Two, Sammy Watkins. Like he only really had one man to beat if he would have kept angling, uh, angling towards the middle of the field. He had one man yep, to beat yep. for a touchdown. Um, but he, but he kind of sold out on that. And then the fumble. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, when you finally get something, like these guys don't make the plays necessary. No. I mean, they're either fumbling or angles. So it's 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 difficult, you know. If for all the criticism Lamar has received. For all the criticism, I think we see now how much, like Ryan Clark said it, how much this team sucks. Yeah. He said they suck. He's like, (laughs) and how bad this wide receiver core really is. Like those drops we saw, I mean, sideline catches, drops, Um, you know, short passes, curl routes, drop, 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 left and right. And I felt for Anthony Brown because about a good eight drops in this game and it yeah. just goes to show what Lamar has been working with and and it's just man it's just sad to operate that's I, I think that's that's the majority of it man I love the way our defense has been playing for the most part you know granted the fourth quarter collapses but this is so difficult to watch and it was so evident in this game and we yeah. still had a chance to really get back in the game yeah, and it's uh, I, that the, the, that Sonny Watkins play where he was in the middle of the field. Actually, uh, as I kept watching the rest of the game when they went to the sideline, Harbaugh was actually laying into Sonny Watkins. Um, he was like pointing, like he doing blue in his hand, like pointing to the middle of the field. Like you could have, you could have route ran him. Like you, you could, you had a touchdown. Like you, why'd you cut it back inside? Like he, I don't know his vision. I'm, again, it's like you're depending on guys. Make it's it's it's. A lot of times, you know, you give credit to the quarterback for, you know, winning games and making big plays. And, you know, we look at the stat sheet. It doesn't show you the whole picture. It could have, you know, 25, 30 passes for, you know, 350 yards and three touchdowns. But what they don't what they don't show you is, you know, the air yards they actually had on average passes were like eight, nine yards. Right. They throw a 10 yard route and a guy turns it upfield for 30 yards, 40 yards, stuff like that. You, you know, The Ravens don't have anybody like that right now. They don't have. It it's it's does wonders for a quarterback like what what Patrick Mahomes did. They said when you looked at the average air air uh, yardage for for Patrick Mahomes, he had one of the lowest in the league when Tariq Hill was there because he didn't have to throw it that far. He knew he could throw him a five yard six yard slant and that man would be gone for forty five yards. Like the Ravens don't have that, and again they've been they've been putting all their money on tight ends and running backs and yeah they're good decent players, but at the NFL today you gotta stretch the field. You got it, and that, that's what they said to read. That they went back. I think this was the uh, either yesterday or day before was the anniversary of the um, the Mile High Miracle, and they said, you know, the Ravens going into that season, I think, were a seven, six or six or a lowest of like the sixth or fifth seed in the in the in the playoffs that year. There were no, and when they go into the Colts game, there was the, the Ravens were huge underdogs. There were no expectations of them even making it to the Super Bowl. They go ahead and beat the Colts, and then they beat the Patriots. I mean, beat the, and then they go ahead and beat the Broncos. But they needed. Remember those plays? Torrey Smith caught what two touchdowns, two deep touchdowns on the, in that game, and Jacoby Jones. 
Like when you have guys that can stretch the field, they can change the entire. You can be down 14 points, but when you got guys that can turn the game on in a dime, that gives you opportunity. But you can't in the Raven situation, if like you saw in this game against the Bengals, when you're down by 14, 17 points, the Ravens are like we can't catch up to this. It's going to take us the rest of the game to even try to score 10. You know, the way the way they are in the red zone right now. So I think that's that's the big part is that they got to go. It's the same issues that have been plaguing the Ravens since 2019 are still plaguing them here in 2022. And now I think falls in EDC. But um, real quick, Lamar tweeted out. I don't know. I I just popped up on my uh, feed. Says, thank you, everyone, for for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a grade of a three grade three strain. There is still information surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100 percent of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful that we we still have a chance. So there you go. We've been, I think we've been waiting for the last five or five, six weeks from somebody. You know, the Ravens haven't been saying anything. Lamar hasn't been saying anything. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about what his injury actually was. Uh, and we can kind of go down this timeline real quick. You know, when, when Lamar gets hurt, what, the day after, we see, I think, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, one of them, posts that this, they had, it looks like, sounded like suffered a mild PCL sprain. Uh, this this typically can heal itself over one to three weeks, right? Three, three weeks comes and goes. Now all the Ravens, some of the Ravens fans are starting, you know, the ears start perking up and the, the tinfoil hats start coming on. And is he holding out? Is that a contract situation? And then we hear maybe a week or two ago, actually it might be a grade two sprain. And then we start seeing the results. All oh, this actually take could take six weeks to recover. Six weeks comes. Here we are. I think this is the sixth week. Six weeks comes and goes. And then I think we see either this morning or last night, doctors start reporting about we start seeing you know reports from the Ravens yeah there's still information in his knee still very the the swelling is still very 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 prevalent doctors are now starting to say you know swelling at this point in six weeks if it's just a mild sprain isn't normal this sounds like this may be a grade three or possibly a full tear and may need surgery and Lamar pretty much confirms it was a borderline three which means it's almost all the way torn that PCL ligament um I think it's been extremely frustrating as a Ravens fan as of late um, from the Ravens organization not being upfront with its fans. Um, they've been telling us one thing. I mean, what, I mean, Harbaugh comes out after the game, after Lamar gets hurt and says, oh, we couldn't get be back next week. You know, we think it's, he'll be good. He'll be good. He'll be back in practice in two weeks. He'll be fine. And then, but that's what we heard last year, right? I mean, when Lamar hurt his ankle, he was gone for the rest of the season. They kept saying week after week, oh, Lamar will be there. Lamar will be there. Uh, we saw the same thing on Ronnie Stanley the last two years. You know, they've been they were real hush on Ronnie Stanley. And so then the tinfoil hats come, came on with some of these fans. And everybody thought, oh, he's he's quitting on the team. He's doing this. He's doing that. And then Ronnie Stanley had to come out and clarify, nah, I'm, I'm not 100%. But what, I mean, I'll give credit to Ronnie Stanley. He rehabbed the right way because he's been playing all pro left tackle football since then. He hasn't given up a sack. I think uh, we'll accept that that this, this past this Bengals game. I think it's the first sack he's given up all season. Um, but he's been playing at at his all pro level that he was before that injury. But um, it's I think it's just been very, very is concerning as a fan that 
now it seems like the front office is playing and the coaching staff are playing games, right? With the fans. When they act like, oh, they're trying to they're trying to uh confuse the opponent, but the fan is like, Well, what's going on? You know, should I be concerned or should we be happy about you so and so going to rehab? What's the what's this real time being out? You know, we don't know. And especially with I know you've seen it. Now that the Lamar stuff, the knee injury has gone on longer than they, they said it was going to, every news article I've been seeing out of either ESPN or Fox Sports or any of these sports organizations have all said the same thing. How long is Lamar out? Um, Lamar's injury, knee injury and contract status. They've been tying all of this to the fact, subliminally saying that Lamar is holding out because of his contract. When we saw a tweet yesterday, where I think Jim Trotter put out there or did an interview on NFL Network saying from his sources are telling him inside the inside uh, Ravens camp, this has nothing to do with his contract and all about his health. He says it's a really seems like a torn knee PCL ligament um, and doesn't want to go out there and tear anything else. That's that's all it is. But again, the media wants to tie all this, trying to string all this stuff together and saying, oh, it's about the contract. It's really about the contract. Lamar's holding out. And the bad part about it is Lamar's had to come out with this statement. The Ravens have said nothing. They've been just letting it simmer. They've been letting it sit out there. And I think as a fan, I, I, I don't like where the Ravens are going. They didn't used to do things like this. And I'm not we've seen other teams do this plenty of times. And I don't like I don't I don't like the way this is this is panning out for the Ravens. Yeah. The reputation of the Ravens front office is going downhill. I mean, they've essentially left Lamar hanging to dry. Every these these uh, insinuations come out about him, the contract, how he is as a teammate. Um, they've left him hanging to dry because you know we think about it, his teammates have had to come to his defense. He yeah. just had to speak out. Like they've just been letting things. All the players. I'm not even gonna say just Lamar, but all the players. Um, and it's unfortunate because us as fans are losing faith. You know, season they're losing patience, they're losing faith. Like, when is enough going to be enough? Because this situation is messy. I remember they after they were talking like it was day to day with his knee, day to day, and then we find out today this is a, a grade two with a possible grade three strain, and that confirms the rumors that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, like it sucks to have to find out this way, and a couple of days before the playoff games, like it's <laughs> it's unfortunate. Like we can't trust anything this up front says. Harbaugh, like he can't be trusted. So it's just a shame, and it's gonna it's just gonna have a lasting impact because the other players see it. You know, there's been players after they left here that've been talking about it, how we've been mm-hmm. operating from a training standpoint standpoint from a front office standpoint you know Deshaun Jackson a few weeks ago just tweeted out um, posted an Instagram story about politics and games being played and said he's done with it I mean it's going to affect us of free agency in the future yeah I mean the future is right there we're looking right down the barrel at it I mean um, I mean uh, that's another thing I think we got to discuss is um, the, the injury issue with the Ravens for the last three years uh, since 2020 um, they got, got I mean Mar- Lamar's now 
why is it that it goes from i mean we, like i said we'll start with ronnie stanley why ronnie stanley gets a ankle injury right they're like he's gonna get surgery he should be ready to go in 2021 he's out there week one breaks it again come to find out weeks later and, and that's not even that's not even that season we had to wait until this early this season to find out what really happened um come to find out that the surgery he got on it the doctor that ravens recommended he got the surgery done by them it wasn't done correctly he had to go back after he broke it again to another doctor that was referred to him by another player and got it fixed he's been fine ever since and you look at jk dobbins right he goes out in preseason with uh was the acl injury towards acl even when going into training camp he didn't come back to what week five week six and everybody's like you know he was out in preseason he should be back by training camp right like beginning of training camp and i was like why isn't he playing we all said the same thing like why isn't jk out there they were real tight-lipped on didn't say anything didn't say a word he comes back for that first game or one or two games has to go back out and get his knee scoped again he's out for another five six weeks what what something's going on here something's not right with this training staff and with the medical staff that either they're they're, count, they're consulting when it comes to their players and their injuries. Because these guys are going out with it seems like mild injuries and coming back with, oh, they're gonna be gone for another 13, 14 months. Like, what's going on? What's, what's happening? This ain't right, this ain't, something ain't right. This this is not normal for a, for a professional football team to have their players have to have multiple off-season surgeries on the same area because of negligence because somebody messed up or somebody didn't diagnose it the right way the first time it's it's tough because you know this is the same thing with Lamar and with this injury like, you could really be looking for um, surgery surgery could be his future and I don't think he would trust this team this training staff in the right direction and, and use the right doctors for his surgery um, this is unfortunate like we we have an NK overall system structure right now and I said the other day it wasn't like this under Ozzy at all um scary because there's going to be more injuries and if this is how these injuries are being handled then i i I see long periods of us having access to major players um and then until you know they're gone until they decide to leave and i think the way this has been handled um and i know this is probably going we're probably going to get into more later but i can i can see this being leveraged for lamar to leave so i'll just leave that yeah, it's it's definitely something that's um, it's got to be talked about. I think look, they some some reporters had addressed it after last season about the uh, why are all these players seem like the Ravens got everybody's got in season ending injuries and nobody's rehabbing well and all this other stuff. Why is it taking us so long for these guys to get back? And you know, Harbaugh being Harbaugh doesn't know anything, so um, this seems like it is it is what it is, but. Um, look, we said they he said that he was going to address this in the offseason, and it was never addressed. Daddy, it was never addressed, so I mean, that's something they're going to have to address. Daddy, I'm so yeah, it's just the same old bring back the same stat, keep your friends and everything, and get the same results. That's the Raven way right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't under, I just, I wouldn't, I don't understand that. Uh, at least if I'm Lamar, I'm not letting those doctors touch me. 
Not for surgery. At all. I'm, I'm not letting them touch me. I'm not letting them touch mm. me. You not to. I'm going to Stanley. Like, look, man, who would you go to for that second time? <laughs> To get, yeah. to get to get to get this fixed because I ended up letting it. The Ray was like, "We want you want this doctor." No, no, no. I'll I'll pay for it in my own pocket. I'm not. No, <laughs> you ain't affecting my money. Um, and one thing I'll say, Mo. Yeah. One thing I'll say. I went back and reread the tweet that you just read. Lamar didn't write that, so I'll say that real real quick. Lamar, you said he got some representation. You got some representation we don't know about. You said it what two that two weeks ago, like he might got some representation we don't know about. Yeah, Lamar don't tweet like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a, that didn't sound like a, a Lamar tweet. You know, Lamar usually sounds like more like himself. Um, mm-hmm. That was more a lot more thought. That not to say he's not thought out, but Lamar is very like authentic, and you know he's from Boynton Beach, Florida, so or Pompano Beach, Florida. So he's like, look, you know, he talks a certain way. That's not you like you see his other Instagram posts. Like, that's not how he talks. <laughs> so it's, it's he may have some possible. He may have some 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 representation now at this point, especially considering you know everything that's going down. But um, let's talk about the other like you know games that went down that you know were um, you know playoff implications. So I mean the Titans Jaguars that was a fun game. Titans I mean Jaguars win twenty sixteen off of a scoop fumble at the very end of the toward the end of the fourth quarter. It was like five minutes left when it seemed like the Titans were going to run the clock out. Um, and the Jaguars get the win. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, look, I'm, they get my vote for comeback, te- comeback team of the year. I mean, they were dead in the water at the beginning of the season, it seemed like. Um, but the AFC South sucks so bad <laughs> that they left, them a, they left a window open for them and they, they climbed right through it. So, I mean, yeah. I, I like I, I'm, I'm liking the fact that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert in this game coming up on Saturday. That, that, yeah. That's a matchup we all want to see. Um, yeah, Jaguars. I said at the beginning of the year, they are mm-hmm. a threat mm-hmm. to sleeper team. One of the three ones. And, um, you know, when they were losing earlier in the season, they still look semi-good. Like, they look yeah. better than what the record was. To see them turn it on, and I hate to say it, I feel like them beating us springboarded this run. Oh, uh, it definitely did. It took off after us. Yeah, so, um, hey, shout out to the Jaguars making the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence. Um, hey, I want to see what they can do, so. Yeah, so, um, and the, the situation now, it looks like, the, so, uh, Brave, I think Bravel fired their OC. He's gone. Um, I don't know what the situation is going to be with Malik Willis because I think he was healthy enough to play, but they played Joshua Dobbs instead. So yeah. their their quarterback situation is definitely in flux right now. Um, we'll see. They can't keep giving it to Derrick Henry 40 times a game. They can't. Um, the bad fact that man is still running, <laughs> running at the way he, he's going to he's going to break some kind of record. I have to assume in the next few couple of years that they keep running him like this. For like most carries or something like that in in in, in a career or something something crazy like that. Yeah, um, he's gonna wear it down. And it, it, it looks um, like they don't believe in Malik Willis at all. Like, yeah. The fact that he was healthy, I thought he was hurt, but like nah, he was healthy. They just didn't start him. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna yeah. be they don't they they know what they, they're looking at and they don't like it. Um Bill's Patriots, uh, you know, this was you know, a very emotional game, I think, for Especially the Bills players, 
Uh, and, you know, it's how fitting was it to get a kick return touchdown on the very first play of the game? You know, kick return touchdown. And they mentioned that it had been exactly three years and three months since the team, the Bills, got a kick return touchdown. So it was like, I mean, you can't write. The end, the end, as they say, the NFL scriptwriters knew what they were doing for this game. Yeah. The NFL scriptwriters deserve a, there's a golden globe <laughs> for that episode we saw. Um, but I mean, look, I'll say this. I mean, it's, we, we, we like to focus on those special teams plays. I, if you take away those two touchdowns for the Bills, the, the, I mean, the Patriots played a good game for the most part. Yeah. If it wasn't for those, those kickoff returns, the Patriots may have won this football game and been in the playoffs. So I think that's, you know, when you get, when you get special teams plays, especially since they haven't had one in three years, um, you're not guaranteed to get it every week. So this Bills team, to me, doesn't look as much of it doesn't look as much of a juggernaut as they did earlier in the season. Earlier in the season, it seemed like they were blowing guys out, you know, by 20 points, 14 points, 17 points. Now they've been playing a lot of tight games lately with some of these teams. And I think that, you know, Josh Allen, look, I know we got his money and everything, and everybody likes to think that Josh Allen's better than Lamar Jackson, but Josh Allen has now, like the last few years, you're starting to see this trend at the end of end towards the end of the season going to playoffs. He seems to just it, I don't know, the moment gets too big for him, or he just not. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he just takes too many hits during the during the regular season. Then he's just banged up. Yeah. I think he 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 lunges too much. He runs or try to run into linebackers. Everybody's like, oh man, he's tough and stuff. He's big dude. He's 250. Like those guys are also 250, 260. They hit they hitting him too. I think that is starting to wear him because you're starting to see him be a little bit more hesitant about throwing the football and his decision making seems like a little off sometimes, especially at the end of the year. He did the same thing last season. So the Bills team to me don't they they could be beat. They could be beat. You know, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. You said like Josh Allen, like he had his he had three touchdowns, I think, but he didn't look great for most of the game. Like he looked, they looked beatable. And, and the Patriots, outside of Mac Jones's turnovers, like they looked like they were in control of that game. Um, mm-hmm. If you take away those two kick return touchdowns, I mean, Buffalo could be looking at that upset. I mean, the the motion and everything from Demar um, could lead them to play the level in the playoffs. But right now, I just don't know. Well, look, he, the, the Demar Hamlin is officially out of the hospital. You know, he went back to Buffalo, um, and they they um, uh, discharged him from the hospital. So, I mean, he's going to do like rehab and stuff. What he needs to do, and obviously, he's probably still has to go back in for like other tests and things just to make sure his heart's okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills organization brings Hamlin out on the sideline or something. <laughs> you know, out of the tunnel, coming out of the tunnel during that playoff game in a pre, pregame just to get the crowd and everybody else hyped up ready for that game they're gonna i mean playoffs are all about luck and sometimes having that extra push like the ravens did when when ray, when ray lewis announced he's retiring and the ravens woke up and won the next four games to win the super bowl um sometimes that's all it takes right and i think hamlin seeing Hamlin, it's one thing to see him on facetime but i think if they get to see him come out of the tunnel and the fans get to see him and he's on the sideline with his guys that's just gonna add a whole nother element to that bill for the bills I think in that game, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they do if they're already working and planning that out already for Hamlin to be on the sideline during that game. Hey, if they if they do, that's gonna I'll be scared to play them. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't wish any. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid for it, 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 that. Uh, who are they playing? They're playing uh, Dolphins. Oh yeah, the Dolphins. And they're, and they're playing. Uh, I can't remember the dudes. What's what's the Scott? Like, who's the guy that's going to be the quarterback for that team? Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. Yeah, they, they don't stand a chance. They, they don't stand a chance. Um, but uh, Texans Colts. Texans won the game 32-31. They had the number one pick in their hands, and Levy Smith took it away from them. <laughs> uh, they'll That's get the number two pick. The Bears get the first pick, but, you know, they fired Levy the next day anyway, so he's probably like, screw y'all. Y'all ain't get the first pick. It is what it is. Uh, even though I don't think the Bears are going to draft a quarterback, so I think the, the Texans will still have their pick uh, of quarterbacks they want to pick. But um, it's a, it's a, look, here we go. What? I mean, Levy Smith gets fired after a year. Dan uh, David Culley gets fired the year before that. We talk about stupid organizations and trash organizations. The Texans have got to be one one of the worst. Like they just, what was the point? You could have you could have kept David Culley for all that. You could have just kept him if you were going to tank this whole year and get the first and try to get the first round pick. You could have just you could have done that. It, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, and the thing is, like. When they've gotten these picks, like they haven't done anything with them. No. They haven't brought in any playmakers. Like they still have, they still struggle in the run game. They haven't found their quarterback. I don't care what they said. Davis Mills is not your franchise quarterback. Um, you know, you, you've alienated your number one receiver. Um, I don't see this franchise right now. I don't see them, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now. And it's a sad because sometimes you have good players, decent players, but it, it comes from the top down, right? If they don't really know or care what they're doing, it's going to reflect on the field, and that's what it reflects. That's exactly what it reflects. So uh, we'll start next with the probably the trashest game of the whole weekend, <laughs> Jets-Dolphins. Um, Joe Flacco does another solid for the Ravens and loses <laughs> to the Dolphins. Um, Skylar Thompson's in the game, obviously, because two is still in concussion protocol. Um, they went on a field goal, late field goal. It was nine to six earlier, um, or eight to six, something like that. Was it? They scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown. It was, yeah, it was nine to six. And they just kicked the field right, and they fumbled out of bounds, and they kicked it. It was a safety. My bad. That was what it was. It was a safety to end the game. Um, I'll say this. I know. I know the Dolphins won the game. I know they're in the playoffs. And they play the Bills in this wild card game in, in, in Orchard Park. Now, it's, it's be, uh, this was a big, I will say this, this was a big letdown. One of the biggest letdowns. You look at how this team started. What They were 8-2. and 8-2 and two at one point. And then they lost the next six games, seven games. And I, I don't know. I mean, some of that has to obviously be on Mike McDaniel as a head coach, but you know, when your star quarterback gets concussed three times during the season, that probably plays a factor in it, too. And then, like we said at the beginning of the year, defenses are going to start figuring out, too, that Tua can't get it downfield. <laughs> and that's what it was. Like, Tua can't he, – he can only underthrow Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill. They have to come back for the ball. Yep. And that's what it was in the last half of the season. The defense started figuring it out. They're like, we'll, we'll keep everything in front of us because he, he we know he can't throw it past a certain point. We know he can't. So we'll just go up 20, maybe 25 yards, 30 yards, and that's this is where it stops. He can't throw 50-yard bombs. He just can't do it. And the defense has figured out, and they lost six straight games. And 
Look, I, I want to get your opinion on this. Should Tua keep playing football at this point? Not because of his play, but because he's got three concussions in two months. Like, he's really, I think, really got to consider not playing football anymore. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no reason he should be playing football. It's, I mean, this this reminds me of I think the end of Troy Aikman's career when Troy Aikman was became concussion bro, concussion yeah. prone, and I think um, it's just not worth it. Like to to be in those situations, get that mental damage. You're not going to be the same. You're not going to be able to process the same. You're going to have these lasting effects potentially, and you're prone to even more. And who knows what's going to happen with the next one when you get that fourth concussion like they they have to do what's best well he needs to do what's best, and i think miami needs to do what's best uh, which they probably won't um and just let that man retire like let that man go should not play another down of football ever again like you know it's just not worth it for his health and the bad part about the uh the dolphins right now without a first round pick i mean the the quarterback free agent market isn't really you know it's not really a lot going on maybe they could do something for Derek. maybe they can go get made Derek Carr gets cut from you know you got uh there's a there are the Raiders have already said that they're trying to trade him if they don't trade him they're going to cut him uh so he's clear he's done in Vegas maybe they go get Derek Carr you know maybe they, they cut him and they go get they don't really have any other options right now right that quarterback so I mean if they let Tua retire or whatever and he's gone Brady seems like he's going to be going to Vegas and playing for the Raiders. That's going to probably be their option right now. But it seems like a waste. You get Tariq Hill and Tariq Hill, and you got Jalen Waddle there, and it seems like they're going to have average quarterback play for the next several years. Just yeah, yeah it's just bad, just bad planning, bad planning by um, by the Dolphins. So here's what it is. Um, game I wanted to touch on. Seahawks beat the Rams 19-16. Uh, only reason I mention this is because I'm it, it's I'm glad that Geno got to got in the playoffs. I would like I would have liked to see the Lions too in the playoffs, but I'm glad Geno got to the playoffs because he's earned it. Uh without yeah. with how no one I mean even us counted the we counted the Seahawks out down and out. They're going to be last in the division um next to the Cardinals and you know, Geno Smith was playing phenomenal football this year. He said, beginning of the season, you know, he said they were counting me out. And I didn't, you know, he was like, I didn't listen to him and stuff. And um, and he's in the playoffs now. I think he's guaranteed. He's at least, I think, guaranteed himself at least a contract with somebody. I don't know if it's going to be with the Seahawks, um, but it's, he guaranteed himself a contract with somebody at this point. Uh, he played great football in Seattle. So I'm really happy for Geno getting to the playoffs. Yeah, this is an indictment on Russell Wilson. <laughs> I hate yeah. to say it. You had Geno come in and <laughs> do a better job than you did. Geno come in and throw for 4,200 yards, 30 yeah. touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. Um, it just goes to show, like, um, Russell hasn't been playing for a while, probably. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, they have- Seattle, like they came out with, with they made use of what they got in that Russell Wilson trade. Um, they got some weapons. They got a, they got the running back for the future and Kenneth Walker. Um, so I think 
their system and the coaching job that Pete Carroll is doing has been outstanding. Um, and they and they've been playing well. Um, I don't think Geno Smith is the quarterback of the future. I think he can be the quarterback for right now. To yeah. Um. But yeah, man, just mad kudos to him. Mad kudos to him. I would love to see him free agent this year. Like yeah. He, he, okay. So yeah, I would love to see him get a bag somewhere. Like go to a team, be the quarterback for two. Years. A big bag during that time because he deserves it. I mean, yeah. After everything, I think he, yeah. So like if they if, if a team's gonna draft quarterback maybe in the second round, third round, they don't expect him to start for a year or something like that. What you know what? And I just thought about it. Commanders, go get that man. Y'all need a quarterback. Go get him. Go get him. <laughs> uh, the Commanders are. I, I mean, I, I tell people all the time watching the Commanders because I live not far from you know FedEx Field and for MT Bank. I live right in the middle, and. Um, they're they're a quarterback away, man. They got yeah. Terry McLaurin over there and Josh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, they have a decent running game, not great, but decent running game. Uh, the defense needs some tweaks here and there, but they have a team that can be a play, they can be a, they have a playoff team. They have a playoff caliber team. They just need a quarterback that can be consistent. And Geno, I think, would go get that man. Y'all want a quarterback? Go get them. And he's gonna be a lot cheaper than everybody else. So. Um, Hold on, I just looked at Sport Track, Spot Track, uh-huh. and those market value is thirty nine million right now. Two years, seventy million dollars. Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, so, yeah, we'll see. That we'll rental. See. He's gonna want that franchise money, right? He's like, y'all don't pay me just below what franchise tag money is. <laughs> yeah. Just below. Um. Uh. Next game, we'll talk. We'll talk about before we touch on this wild card game for the Ravens. Um. Cowboys lost to the Commanders. Uh, Commanders win 26 to 6. Dak throws a pick six in the game. Um, I watched it. I don't know if you watched it. Um, he threw a ball to, I think it was, is it Kyle Kendall? Kyle Fuller? Kendall Fuller for the Commanders? I can't remember. Fuller. Yeah. Can't remember. It's Kyle or Kendall. Um, threw it to him. Kendall drops it, right? Drops it. Mm-hmm. The very next play, those are the same play. Those are right back to Fuller, and this time he picks it up for a pick six. I watched that happen live. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, are you serious? Like, he's 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 been what? He's been hurt for close to half the year. How many interceptions has he thrown this season? Uh, 15. 15. 15. 15. He's played in how many games? Six? Seven? Uh, Let me see. I think 12 games. One, two, three. Okay. He's thrown 15 picks in 12 games. I am led to believe that he played the whole season. This man would have had over 20. He probably would have led the league in, in interceptions this year because he only threw 20, 23 touchdowns. He would have, he would have, he would have pulled a Jamison. He would have pulled a Jameis Winston. 30 for 30. Give that man another six, seven games. That man would have pulled a, a Jameis Winston. 30 for 30. He has. I look, look, and look, I think everybody, fan, NFL fans in general, know this, right? Cowboys are going to cowboy. And this is, I would say, I'm surprised by this, but I'm not. They do this every year, right? They start off strong. Middle of the year, by the, by the time they hit their bye week, everybody's like, this is the year for the Cowboys. This is the year. And sure enough, 
when the lights get when the lights get bright and they start actually getting getting ready to go to the playoffs and the, the heat start turning up they start falling apart every year they better be careful Tampa Bay you're playing going they're going to were they playing in Tampa Bay for this wild card game yeah because they're division winners they gotta go Tampa Bay I know Tom Brady's 46 4600 years old it's still Tom Brady in the playoffs. You can only, if he puts one, if he knows he's out of Tampa Bay, he's going to Vegas, and he gets to beat the Cowboys one more time. What the hell, right? The hell. <laughs> I mean, you could. I'm pretty sure you could put the game together like he did against the, the Panthers, but a couple weeks ago, where he threw when Mike Back Evans had what 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. I'm pretty sure they could do it. Cowboys better watch out. Uh, are they are they uh, still the one seed? With the Cowboys, no, I mean, the Eagles are the one seed. What the Cowboys? I think they're the third seed. Third I believe. Seed. Okay. Yeah, I think that the okay uh, Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the fifth seed. My bad. They're the fifth okay. seed. Yeah. Yeah, I can see them because I'm looking at the matchups with Tampa Bay. I mean, Tom Brady's already like dangerous in the playoffs. So they, if Dak doesn't step up and he's looked pretty bad, there's a mm-hmm. definitely upset for him. And it's not really an upset because the Tampa Bay's the fourth seed because they won the division. So there, there it goes. Not technically, it's not really an upset, but. <laughs> The NFL's weird, man. This this is a shame that a team like the Tampa Buccaneers can have a division win, and a team like the Lions can't can't be in the playoffs. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. Um, on to this Ravens Bengals game. Sunday Night Football on NBC prime time. Um, Ravens played the Bengals for the third time. Uh, we know Lamar's not playing. Uh, Tyler Huntley. Uh, was back at practice this morning or this afternoon throwing the football, but still limited, not really doing any team drills. Anthony Brown has been running the first team offense for the last couple days now. Um, I think it's safe to assume, especially the way he played in the second half and the way Latella Huntley has played the last few games, my best bet is to go with Anthony Brown right now. Uh, yeah. He looked a lot better. Like, first half was... He struggled. I mean, that was his first action in the regular season ever. He's an undrafted rookie. <laughs> so, I mean, he had little jitters. But the second half, it seemed like he was comfortable. Uh, he was within himself and kind of took what was given to him. He, um, they, they mentioned also, you notice that he didn't really even run the football. Like, he, everything he did was either a handoff or he just threw the ball. He didn't even, really, like, try to scramble or anything. Um, so, I now, he ran at Oregon. Like, he did. He, he ran like he was a mobile quarterback. So I would assume he's going to do that in this game. That's going to be an element. I'm pretty sure they, they probably told him not to run, you know, uh, in this game. Thing that baffled me about last week, this last week's game against the Bengals is, you, you know, you sit JK because, you know, you don't want him to re-injure his knee. However, you play Gus Edwards, who was also injured in the offseason. That didn't, I did, that didn't make sense to me. Did, did you? Not at all. Did you? <laughs> I, that made no, like, so I'm like, didn't, weren't they both out? There's significant leg injuries this past offseason. So wh- why are you playing Gus? Then he gets concussed. Then he gets yeah. concussed. Now, luckily, 
uh, he was in the, the the padded helmet thing they have uh, in practice, so he was out there. So I'm assuming he's progressing well through the protocol. So I'm assuming he'll he'll be ready to go Sunday. I'm assuming. So they'll have their full complement of running backs in this game. As we saw, Roquan gets the gets the bag. You know, gets 60 million guaranteed, 100 million dollars over five years. Will be the highest paid inside linebacker, setting resetting the market for inside linebackers. Ravens get their guy. Um, you know, while I'm not, you didn't hear a Lamar contract. I am happy they got this guy signed before the offseason. Um, this guy is a Raven. He plays like a Raven. Um, he's been playing inspired football since he's been here. The Ravens. I mean, we saw that they showed the stats of like where the Ravens ranked before Roquan got here, and since he's been here, the Ravens have been top three. You know, almost every category: pass defense, run defense. Uh, past pressures, stuff like that since he's been here. So if anybody outside Lamar deserved that money right away, he deserved that money. So I'm glad he's here. Um, Bengals right now I don't think appear to have anything significant right now on the injury report. I know their right guard Alex Kappa um, suffered a knee, a leg injury. I'm not, he was on like a what was it? Um, The one of those little scooter things uh, at the end of the game. So he he did not he has not practiced Wednesday did not practice today. Um, T Higgins was out with an illness Wednesday, but was a full participant today. And then they had Cam Taylor Britt, uh, limited participant the last two weeks. Uh, so I would assume Alice Kappa with that ankle was probably not playing, especially with how close it was. Only been seven days, and that, the way that when they rolled up on his ankle, I know I think you saw the, the highlight. It, it was pretty. You got a three hundred pound man rolling up on your ankle like that. That's that's gonna hurt. <laughs> That's going to hurt. So, I mean, he's not going to be in. So that's going to be, I think, a interesting matchup when it comes to Broderick Washington, Travis Jones, Matt Abike, Calais Campbell, like how they move guys around, maybe taking advantage of the, you know, the the second string, third string guy, whoever is going to be filling that, that filling that role right there. Uh, as far as the Ravens, of course, their injury reports got – 20 players on it. <laughs> um, Calais Campbell was out with rest. Gus Edwards was a limited participant today. Houston, same thing, out with rest. Marlon Humphrey is dealing with a shoulder issue, but he was a full participant today. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Huntley. Nick Moore, the lines, the lines, the long snapper, was out with a with an illness, but I think they say he's going to be ready to play. I mean, he doesn't really need practice. He's just got to snap the ball. There's not really much he's got to do. <laughs> Um, Marcus Peters was a full participant on Thursday, so that's good to see. I mean, today, um, Pierre Paul rest, Ben Powers rest, Stanley gets rest. Stevens was, we saw the Stevens thing, you know, found out that he got sick the morning of the game. Um, we'll see if he plays, they're gonna need him out there. I think they're gonna need all the hands they can get in this game, so we'll see. Uh, Tylen Wallace hamstring with a limited participant as well. So, the Ravens, of course, still banged up. A lot of injuries, a lot of guys, well, a lot of guys getting, you know, older players getting rest and guys who have, who've had injuries earlier in the season getting rest in this game. Um, right now, I don't know if you saw the line for this game, that this line for this game has been changing dramatically. Um, this morning, it was about, I think it was 6.5, minus 6.5 for the Bengals. I heard on the radio when I was picking up my son from daycare. It was at 10. This is obviously before the Lamar news, the Lamar stuff came out. I, I, I look, 
this is I, I understand I, I understand Lamar's not playing and the way the Bengals have their offense is very potent and they have a pretty solid defense that they can do some things. I think that line's kind of high for a divisional game. It's this is still a if if it was against anybody else, it was against the Bills, if it was against the Chiefs, the Chargers, even I could see it. Yeah. This is a familiar opponent. They've been doing a lot of talking during the week. And I think the Ravens the Ravens haven't been able to really get get any get back since the Steelers lost, right? They lost to the Steelers and then they lost to the Bengals. Yep. So the Ravens are sitting here itching to get some get back. They're, I think they're I think the Ravens, they said you could tell during the press conference and stuff like that. The Ravens are tired of these Bengals fans, these Bengals players and fans talking. They're doing a lot of talking. Like y'all dog, y'all won the game. Y'all, but y'all talking like we y'all lost the game. So I get the line is 10, but I, I think this game is a little bit closer than that. Um, what do you think has to happen, at least for the Ravens, to win this football game on both sides of the ball? Um, well, first, I'm hoping Brown gets a shot to start this game. Um, because what I think is we need big plays in the passing game. And Anthony Brown's arm far outweighs Tyler Huntley's. Mm-hmm. Like Anthony's arm, Anthony Brown's arm is pretty strong. Um, he's just very, like all the way around, very raw. Um, but I think, you know, coming out, um, we have to run the ball for weeks, run the ball, ball control, because the thing that really hurt us last week, the defense was on the field so much. Yeah, I don't know the time of difference. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but for Roquan, yeah, to, to twenty tackles, like that that shows that you know they have a lot of plays that they uh, a lot of snaps that they're taking. And yeah, the Ravens were on the field thirty-one minutes, half the game. Okay. Okay, and that, and that was when we were making a charge. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, like, I mean, we can't keep the defense on the field. Our defense is uh, when we're healthy, we're pretty successful against Joe Burrow. He doesn't put up monster numbers except for that one game last year where everybody was hurt. But I think um, the defense needs to play strong. We need to play physical. Um, you know, we need to we we don't need to put Derek Orley up against Jamar Chase. That's not a great matchup. Um, I'm, like, I'm I know he got that. lucky, right? I know he got lucky last week, but you can't test that luck twice, right? <laughs> Mike McDonald really has to, uh, he really has to get in his bag. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Brandon Stevens if he's healthy or whatever's going on. If he can come back, I wouldn't mind seeing him matched up with Jamar Chase. But the defense has to play hard. Roquan Smith, you know, had a hell of a game. Um, we need to stop the run. We need to stop the run. We need to stop the run. Um, and we need to get pressure. No missed sacks. Too many missed sacks. We don't need right. we don't need Mr. Almost to be out there shining. We need him to be Mr. C. Um, Piddle Drabo out there. He did it. He did it in the game. And I want to see snaps from Ojabo. He saying that he needs more snaps. He's been working his butt off all year. And he came out and he performed. And man, does he look swole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even working, even staying in the gym. <laughs> I want to see him get some more snaps. He's earned it. Um, but offensively, 
football. We need big plays in the passing game. Um, whether it's, you know, to likely who's shown that he can be your jump ball. Uh, he showed that this game. I mean, he made some plays out there. Um, so, you know, that, that jump ball 50-50 is available on the outside with Huntley. But we need those big plays in the passing game. And we need to supplement that with the run game. Uh, I want to I see us run the ball 35 times, but I want to see some air yards um, yeah. in the passing game. I want us to attack them. Because I think, I think they're the, the greatest coverage uh, defensive backfield. I think they're just very, very physical. Um, Especially so I think, I think That dude. Oh, yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still had Deshaun. I'd run Deshaun right at him all game. Mm-hmm. You don't. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what we need to see. Um, Brown a shot. I think we have a smaller chance to win with, with Tyler Huntley. I hate to say it, man, because I love Tyler Huntley. But I think we have a smaller shot to win with him because I think we need someone that can that can sling the ball a little bit. Um, but, you know, run the ball, big plays, stop. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on everything right there. I think, uh, like we mentioned earlier in uh, the, the, the show, um, get, getting these running backs and getting other elements of the passing game involved, right? You can't just keep throwing 20-yard routes downfield to tight ends. Um, I mean, if they're going to leave Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins wide open in the middle of the field, the Ravens got to take what they can get. I mean, and you got guys in Justice and just in, in Gus Edwards especially and Dobbins that can make guys miss and Gus can just run through guys. I mean, let Gus run, let Gus run against a safety and a cornerback. I guarantee he's going to get five extra yards. You know, in the second that second level, they got to start running. These wide receivers aren't dependable enough uh, for them to lean on them in this game. Maybe they get away with a wide open play like we saw at Sammy Watkins earlier in that in that game. Um, maybe they get a play like that. You know, every now and then, maybe maybe a couple times, but they can't be reliant on throwing ten targets to this wide receiver core right now. They just can't. I think the game, like you said, has got to be a run the football. Run, play kind of complimentary football. Um, they have to, if they're going to make a run, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. If they're going to make a run in the playoffs, that that defense is going to have to be the one that wins these games going down the stretch. Plain and simple. This Ravens defense is going to have to go in 2000 mode. You know, yes. I don't know if you got to bring in Ed Reed and Ray Lewis in the locker room this weekend or whatever uh, on the on the plane with them or something like that. Um, but they got to get in 2000 mode for for this for this for this potentially run here, um, and they 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 got to be got to be smart football, right? So no dumb penalties, no dumb penalties. You can't turn the ball over. That has to be stressed. Um, this Ravens offense is look. We've seen a net Ravens offense before, but this might be the worst offense I've ever seen from the Baltimore Ravens, and that's even from the Kyle Bowler days. And that's saying a lot. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, um, they cannot turn the ball over. Time of possession for the Ravens in this game is going to be paramount. They got to flip the script on that. The Bengals have 31 minutes of offense. The Ravens need to have that that amount of time in this game. I think if they can win the time of possession battle, and look, I, I know it. It's we're seeing a lot of things that the Ravens have to do they haven't been able to do for the last 18 weeks, but you know. They got to be perfect in the red zone. If they get if they get a chance to score touchdowns, they got to score touchdowns. They got to score touchdowns because, again, like I said earlier, you know they got guys like Jam- Jamar Chase, they got Tyler Boyd, 
They got T. Higgins. They can easily, you know, if they're down 10 points, make this a make this a one-score game easily in a few seconds. So the Ravens are going to have to milk the clock, score touchdowns when they can. The defense, I think, is also going to have to get a touchdown in this, at least a turnover very close to the red zone or a pick six or some scoop and score, something. I think that the way the Ravens win this, win this game is either a score, a, a touchdown on defense or a touchdown from special teams. Yeah. Like that's what I think it's going to take for this team to win. Um, I think this is a very winnable game. I think the Bengals are doing a lot of talking uh, while the Ravens are not really saying much of anything. I did like what Patrick Queen said. And it's like, if there's smoke, there's smoke. You know, it's what it is. You know, this is going to be. And like you said, I think they got to set the tone early. That defense, if if I'm Harbaugh in this game, I'm putting my defense on the field first. Let them set the tone. Let them, I'm putting, my, I'm not putting my offense on the field because it, I feel like it's going to take them, it's going to take them a few drives anyway to get anything going uh, down the field. But let this defense, Raven defense, set the tone in this game. Let a, let a slant go over the middle of Jamar Chase or something, let Roquan meet him. And, you know, let, like, like, Ray, like Ray Lewis did that Jets tight end uh, several years ago. Hit him over the middle. Like, let him know. Let him know what it is today, tonight. You know, y'all keep claiming y'all the AFC, the champs of the AFC North and stuff, but, you know, as much as we, you know, despise the Steelers and stuff, there's a mutual respect between the two because we play the same brand of football. Yep. Bengals don't play that brand of football. They're out here being soft right now. So I think the Ravens need to take advantage of that. If they're going to hear whining and complaining about guys brushing past them and stuff, you know, for celebrating the play, then it is what it is. We'll give you something to complain about. Because uh, if it's going to be a legal hit, these referees are going to be a little bit more lenient in these kind of in, the, in these playoff games. They're going to let guys play in playoffs. So I, I think that if the Ravens, like you said, if the Ravens can be physical in this game, be physical, that's going to be paramount. And I think having Roquan there, now that he's going to be a Raven for the next five years, he get and he again he has that mentality that mentality we've been missing in the middle of the field. He has that 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 intensity we've been missing in the middle of the field because they were mentioning I think the end of the season last year, Pernell McPhee was like breaking the huddle on defense last year. They didn't have a true they didn't have a leader. They didn't have anybody lead that team last year, but they got one in Roquan Smith because Lamar's not there right now. They got one in Roquan. So I think um, if the Ravens can just keep everything in front of them, don't give up the deep play, keep J.K., keep the running backs involved in this game, even if that means maybe splitting out J.K. Dobbins wide, splitting out Justice Hill wide as a wide receiver or something, giving them some like some schemed up pass plays, getting them the ball so they can get in space and move down the field, forcing the defense to come up, you know, forcing those guys, those cornerbacks and everybody else to have to respect that part of the game. That's what you got to do, I man. That's what Bill Belichick made a career out of. Bill Belichick didn't try to force anything. He took whatever the defense was going to give him, and he made him pay for it every time. Take if the defense going if it's going to leave J.K. and Gus and them sitting there in the flat or sitting there uh, over in the middle, five yards in uh, five yards past the line of scrimmage, wide open, getting the ball. That's easy money right there. Easy money. So, um, I guess we'll, we'll touch on the rest of these these games real quick um and we can just you can just tell me uh, if you if you think they're just gonna you know they're gonna win or not um let's see nfl here wild card weekend uh we'll start with uh saturday slate so seahawks 49ers 
Oh, man, what's the boy's name? Brock, right? Is it Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Man, yeah, White Willie Beeman. I'm going with 49ers. <laughs> 49ers, okay. Yeah, same here. Uh, I, I like to run by the Seahawks, but I think the 49ers at home, their defense right now is playing lights out. They got, and we get to see C Mac in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, get to finally see C Mac and C Mac and Devo Samuel in the playoffs together. That should be fun. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars. Jags are at uh, home. I don't really trust. I don't really trust the Chargers. I don't. I don't really trust. You don't. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think he's just a stat. So I'm going Jags. I think Etienne um, has a great game. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence has a coming out game. I'm going with the. Uh, then Mike Williams get hurt in the last game. I think they would, he got a concussion or something. Something happened to Mike Williams, and everybody was um, uh, somebody. Everybody was like, "Why is Brandon Staley even playing his players right now?" Like. It, it didn't even, the game didn't matter. Like it didn't matter. Yeah. And it's like you got Mike Williams hurt. So it's like Yeah, and the yeah, Chargers are only one and a half point favorites. So I mean Yeah. Um I I, I would I would pick the Chargers if Brandon Staley wasn't their head coach. This is a matchup of head coaches. And Doug and Doug Peterson has been has been here before. He's won a Super Bowl recently. Yeah. Um I, I think he's gonna have that Jaguars team ready. Brandon Staley. I, I call Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley, Staley the young Harbaugh, the young John Harbaugh. He's a Harbaugh <laughs> through and through. I mean, you look at the yeah. way he calls games, the decisions he makes sometimes. It, it's it, it's very Harbaugh esque. So I'm going to yeah. go with the better head coach here. I'm going I'm going to Jags too. I still think it's going to be a tight game, uh, but I think Brandon Staley is going to find a way to make a bad decision, not use all his timeouts or something, throw a challenge play we shouldn't throw it or something like that. Yeah. He didn't lose this game. Um, Dolphins, Bills. Bills at home. Dolphins only made the playoffs because they were six and three or six away. Um, They're playing in Buffalo. They can't handle the weather. Bills, and it's not close. Yeah. And I think DeMar Hamlin's going to be in the building. This this is the one game I think could easily be a blowout. This could easily be a blowout. Not even close. Um, Giants, Vikings. Vikings at home. Uh, I wanna, I wanna say Kirk Cut win win this game, but I think he does. Um, so I just, I don't. Know, Daniel Daniel Jones had a couple good games towards that. See that carrying over to the playoffs. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vikings. If the if Justin Jefferson doesn't have at least a doesn't have at least a hundred yards receiving in this game, the Vikings will lose. Plain and simple. I agree. Plain and simple. He needs to he he needs we need to see Judge Jefferson in playoff in mode. He's been this man has been remarkable since he got there in Minnesota. It, it, it will be a crime if he doesn't get 100 yards receiving this football game. If he doesn't, they're they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose this game. So, um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Giants. I'm gonna pick the Giants just because I like what I like what Dayball has done with that Giants team. I know Daniel Jones isn't necessarily going to throw them to a victory, but they got a healthy Saquon. They've been playing good football, and I just the Vikings are frauds. The Vikings have they find a way to give it up. They will, and I wouldn't be surprised. If they, I also want to pick the Giants in this game. I'm pick the Giants. Um, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Bucks at home. Oh, this is tough. 
Yeah. It's tough. It's had the more talented team. And the Buccaneers have a better coach. Um, and the Buccaneers have the better quarterback. I'm going Buccaneers. Yep. Um, I just think the last few games the Cowboys have played, they have looked not looked good. And as they say, you don't want to limp into the playoffs. You don't want to look bad going into the playoffs. And the defense got some questions. They can be beat. And if your quarterback is turning the ball over, especially in the playoffs, especially if he turns the ball over, you don't – what's the, the cardinal, cardinal rule of playing against Tom Brady is never give him extra possessions. Don't give him extra possessions. Don't give him extra possession. So I, I think that Dak Prasad's going to do that. He's going to give him an extra possession. Um, and, yeah, I think the Bucks win. They're at home, too. Monday Night Football, you know, this could potentially be Brady's last you know, last game, at least in Tampa Bay, uh, at least his home game in Tampa Bay. So I think he's going to go out with a bang. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys fall apart. I think they lose in spectacular fashion. And then on to our game, ravens Bengals. Sunday night football line is a drop down against 9.5 minus 9.5 Bengals. What's your score? Oh, Miles. I love this team. And I think they're going to shock the world. I got the Ravens going six. (laughs) Winning field goal by Justin Tucker. That's where I'm going. I actually have, I'm not going to lie, that's the same score. Same score I got, 16-13. I think they get a touchdown, they just kick field goals the rest of the way. Like, I really, that that's, that's I think it's going to go down. I think the defense plays their, their game of the year. The game of the year, right? Game. Of, they're going to have to. This Ravens defense is going to have to put on a performance of, like, I mean, Ray, even Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are, like, standing up clapping. Like, that was, yeah. that was good. That was damn good. <laughs> um, there, what, I, what I'm, I'm going to say is they got two sacks on Joe Burrow in this last game. They're going to have to make him uncomfortable. We've seen we've seen Joe Burrow. He doesn't handle the blitz. He doesn't handle pressure well. If he's got yeah. a clean pocket, and most NFL quarterbacks are that way. When they have a clean pocket, they can they can destroy you all day. But yeah. he can get flustered by pressure. He can get flustered by pressure and make mistakes. So I think if the Ravens with Roquan and maybe with Patrick Queen has been playing, you got – uh, Kyle Hamilton being like a missile right now. He's playing his best football right now. Um, so they're, they're going to have some options. To pit, I said pit David Ajabo out there as well. Put him out there. If that means Adafi always going to play a limited amount of snaps, then fine. But on passing downs, you need Ajabo out there. You, they, they can't leave anything in the cupboard anymore. Nothing in the vault. Everything's got to come out. Everything. Yeah. Except a Prochet pass. Don't, don't do that. Please flick a crap with Poche anymore. If I see that in the game, I'm turning TV off. I'm like, we're gonna lose. That's a bad omen. We, if I see that, if I see Proche in the backfield throwing the ball deep, and we're gonna lose a football game. <laughs> we're gonna lose. So, um, all right. So he says 16-13. We'll get in the group chat next. Trey, see what he thinks. Um, but hopefully, this is in our in our last show about the season. Of course, we'll do. You know, whenever this is over, we'll do like our our state of the Ravens. Uh, and kind of assess the season and you know where they go from here but um that's it for today's show and we'll catch you guys uh i'll do the halftime show and uh post game show as well during the game whether we win or lose so um catch you guys later and happy mlk day coming up on monday so, oh yeah yeah so uh we'll catch you guys later peace